0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: No. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second guest show. Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber. We live at the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will be on until eight o'clock tonight. Uh, we'll have Chris Blair on to talk LSU football in the 6 o'clock hour. 7 o'clock hour, old friend Bobby April will come on, talk a little bit about the NFL with the cuts and everything, how it affects special teams. Bobby was uh, one of the uh, elite special team coaches in this game, and we'll get him on to talk about how that affects some of the cuts as we get down to 53. Bob, that will happen tomorrow. Uh, some teams have already released. Some of the names already. I think the, the big surprise, Cope McCoy, who was supposed to be the starter in Arizona. Yeah. Now, you talk about tank before you tank. Uh, they cut loose Cope McCoy. They just made a trade a week ago for Josh Dobbs, and it's either going to be him or Clayton Toon, the rookie from Houston, that will end up starting for the Cardinals, at least for the first four games of the season.
2: Yeah, because Colin Murray, uh, what they put him, uh, unable to perform or injured reserve, and but they can bring him back. Uh, yeah, that's not a good sign for Colt McCoy, considering this could be a great opportunity for him. I think uh, that that's the, the front runner right now coming out the gate, and they might be there at the finish line. And the sweepstakes for Caleb, for Caleb, Williams. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think don't, so. don't you think, Mike? Even yeah, I do believe, and then how they deal off uh, Kyle Murray and all that. But Bob, uh,
1: I got to see some of that USC game, uh, man. Uh, Caleb, it was Caleb. What well, did you see what that defense that? Yeah. is so bad?
2: Well, they're, not gonna, they're not gonna make the playoffs, no, they would be maybe expanded playoffs. But but that like look what happened with Tulane and USC last year they were in a shootout and you know how that all uh, you know came about with Tulane coming out on top, but Kayla uh, Williams that one snap that he found, he picked it up and he threw it I think like over sixty yards he just <laughs> yeah, flicked
1: it just unbelievable yeah
2: he he's the closest thing if you look how he can ad lib to, yeah, yeah, to, to Mahomes yeah to Pat Mahomes and the different throwing angles uh, that he can come about but looking at the Saints yesterday um, Mike I'm kind of glad. Um, they didn't win and go undefeated in the preseason. Uh, you know, they've never gone undefeated in the preseason. You know, they're the only NFL team to never go undefeated in the preseason. And the reason why I bring that up, because you can have hope or light at the end of the tunnel, and it might be that train coming to run you over. Because you've had, uh, like, two, I don't know how, the thing of the odds of this is happening Two teams that went for no, they didn't win a game in the season. We all remember the Lions, it started with the Lions, they were 0-16, then the Browns, as of recent, uh, went 0-16. You know, when you you think about it, it just shows you the parity in the NFL. You know, only two teams in NFL history have ever had an undefeated record in the preseason and won the Super Bowl. So that's why we had to lose that game. It doesn't matter because, because if you look at it, the 2003 New England Patriots went undefeated in the preseason, won the Super Bowl. And the 2013 Seattle Seahawks uh, went undefeated in the preseason in the exhibition and ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, but us uh, not winning that game against uh, the Texans, uh, I mean, it, to me it was no big deal. The, the main thing is that we came out of the game relatively healthy. The one good sign uh, about the Saints, I mean, going forward is, uh, well, if we can do this, And that's because it starts September the 10th uh, against the Titans. How about uh, you set the tone and force them three and outs? You know, in all three preseason games, three in a row now, we force a three and out on the opening possession. I want to say the numbers around here, this is not exact, uh, but I think it's definitely double digits. We've had uh, 13 three and outs uh, this preseason. Now you look at different guys that are playing, but you have to still evaluate and look at the scheme and how you're trying to get um, offenses off the field, considering you're not really game planning, and you're able to do that. You know what that tells me? Uh, that you have opportunity for more possessions offensively. And that could be the difference whether you win or lose. Our, our, our defense has been, uh, like, outstanding. Uh, third down defense, Mike, we came into the game only giving up half percent Well, you look at the Texans, uh, they were only 5 of 16, 31%. If that continues... Uh, that's going to be a great sign uh, for the Saints. Now, it, it wasn't good in the game, but overall, we still won the plus side in the turnover margin. You know, end up being minus two in the game. Uh, Jake Hayner had a poor game. I mean, come on, this day and age, um, how the rules are structured in your favor, uh, you can't throw under fifty percent. He was in seventeen. Of 38, And he had a couple of picks. Uh, I thought Jameis Winston and Jimmy Graham, you got to give them a game ball. Jameis Winston had a quarterback rating of 104 and a half. I mean, uh, I thought how he relied upon uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, I thought was significant in the game. And, you know, if you look at it, he didn't start out hot. Like, uh, for instance, when he first went in, there was like uh, third and five incomplete to Jimmy Graham. And then uh, the next drive, he goes 0 for 3. It was like 1st and 12nd and 10, 3rd and, and 10. He went 0 for 3, and it was 3 and out. That's when we didn't have the good punt. Only went 27 yards, and the Texans had good field position. They end up uh, coming out on, on top uh, 7 to 0. But then you have to look at it, uh, how he was able to bounce back. And even uh, that next drive, he, it was a 3rd and 7. He was incomplete to Kirkland. But, but that was the drive to me that was real impressive and shows you that James is a veteran. He went seven for seven on that scoring touchdown drive, including uh, that touchdown pass uh, to Jimmy Graham. And I, I, I thought that was significant, that uh, it just shows you that Jimmy Graham making contested catches, how you can utilize him in the red zone. I mean, on that drive, it was a uh, third and t- uh, five. And he ended up hitting Kirkland plus 11, third and 10. Winston and Shaq Davis plus 11. Then he hooked up with Jimmy Graham for a 25-yarder on that drive before he ended up uh, getting a, a touchdown. But I think overall, uh, you know, you always look at the positives and negatives. You uh, can't run the ball. That's well, but, but, Okay, before, before I get to the, the negative, uh, the penalty yards. Yeah, that, that's and, good. And, and I, like, uh, I like the crew. I mean, how about I just let him play? Yeah. Only seven penalties were called. Uh, to me, that, that was awesome. Uh, we had two penalties, 15 yards. Because coming into the game, we had three penalties for 222 yards. No, that, that's like giving up a touchdown. And you, you could end up being a 500-team or less if you uh, shoot yourself in the foot uh, that many times. But, you know, the one area which usually have been outstanding is, like, we didn't necessarily, uh, like, our punt coverage. Uh, We came in, you know, the first two games against the Chiefs in the uh, Chargers, only giving a 3.3. Well, the Texans were able to average uh, 10 yards, uh, you know, return. So that's like flipping the field a hidden yardage, and that's one less first down. Yeah, Nathaniel Dale. Tank Dale had a
1: lot to do with
2: that. Yeah, yeah. So so you look at uh, where they're at. uh, I think uh, the pass rush uh, was encouraging because that's going to be significant. First off you got to be able to stop the run and run the football. But before I get that, I look at the pass rush. We had consistent pressure, especially during the first half. You know, Malcolm Roach gets gets that sack, forced fumble. Brian Brzee and I think both Isaiah Foskey. Uh, You can see maybe uh, that maybe they're trending and they're going in the right direction. He had a couple of pressures, that being Brzee and influencing plays. Isaiah Foskey had a sack. Laylos and Nico Lelos ended up getting a sack. Uh, you know, look at that effort it, combining for, if you look at it, Mike, uh, three sacks, four quarterbacks hits and a forced fumble on a tackle for a loss. So, and even a uh, Brzee forced a holding call. So, uh, I thought they were outstanding. Now, Jalen Smith, I think, uh, you know, that he's done enough. I kind of view him as the, Quan Alec- the modern Quan Alexander for this season. And for the Saints, the veteran that he is, a strong preseason, you know, five tackles, two tackles for loss. And, you know, uh, and and those uh, plays came on. on But it was behind the line of scrimmage, uh, consecutive plays setting up uh, third and long. So I think you could see like uh, Jimmy Graham and a guy like Jalen Smith both having a lot left in the tank and and being able to contribute and uh, to help the team win because – I I feel feel real comfortable right now with the depth at linebacker. When you look at uh, DeMario Davis and Pete Werner, where if something was going to go down, you'd have to say, can Jalen Smith produce like Caden Ellis produced? So if he's able to do that, then you could still uh, see like Zach Bond or whoever makes the team on the back end, how they're going to contribute on special teams. Because I think on the back end, the 53-man roster, now that's going to be the 53-man roster tomorrow, then that could change in 24 hours. It could change two or three times before the first game. But who's going to win that spot? Like the line, How many do they keep, five or six linebackers? Like a, a DeMarco Jackson or Nephi Sewell. Uh, I, I like Nephi Sewell. I think he's a tackling machine, and you have to look, okay, how did they uh, contribute and, you know, look in the game. <clears throat> well, So you think Zach Bond's going to make this team? Because that would bring it to six. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say because Zach Bond would make the team uh, similarly because how he contributes on special teams is they lost Andrew Dow. If they win and lost Andrew Dow, uh, I don't know. Uh, but uh, look at it like, you know, always look at, you know, I told the fans, when you see special teams, don't go to the bathroom or go to the refrigerator. Watch the game. So who's making tackles on special teams? And Nephi Sewell. Led the team along with uh, Howden. And
1: Howden, Jordan did a great Jordan, job last Howden,
2: night. Uh, he had two unassisted tackles. Sue had two unassisted. But you know what? DeMarco Jackson also had two. Mm-hmm. But one was, mm-hmm. one was unassisted. One was assisted. So, that you know, it's a lot of evaluation going on. Uh, and then you look at a guy I think is a practice squad guy. Maybe like a Shaq Davis. That will be interesting to see what happens with A.T. Perry or a Shaq Davis. You know, depending on how many receivers they keep. But if you look at, um, like, like, Afrony or Orgy, Vanderbilt, I mean, you look at total tackles and how involved he's been. uh, I think that could potentially be, like, a practice squad linebacker. Uh, You know, was really active, like, in the interior. uh, He led all the D linemen in uh, total tackles for the preseason. Malcolm Roach. Yep. I think Malcolm Roach, you can see him getting definitely better as a player. Uh, now, the one just bad luck in me, I guess, you know, put him on IR, or I, uh, maybe have an injury settlement like Ryan Conley. You know, he was off to such a
1: great start. Bob, I thought he would make the 53 man roster. Well, Mikey. Until he, he got hurt last yeah, Sunday. He,
2: the, he, he was leading the team in uh, total tackles and all that. And I don't know, Nico Lelos to me. Now, uh, you'd say, well, but definitely we'd want him around. That least the practice squad, but somebody might put him on their active roster because he's been so disruptive, he makes plays. Now you might say, well, who is he beating? He's beating guys that aren't going to make the roster, but he's still winning. He's still got to go do it. The same thing with, uh, with, with Brzee and uh, Isaiah Foschke, uh, th- that, Mike, what do they do? They beat the guys in front of him finally. Okay, with Brzee, look who he beat last
1: night, Kenyon Green. He was a former first-round pick of the Texans. That's a good And he spun him around like a top on on a pass rush.
2: Yeah, Mike, and the one thing I'm still concerned with this because I said this last night. I think it was after midnight. You know, we did the point after till uh, 1 a.m. Is that now September the 10th is going to be here before you know it. And I look, you know, I look at Pro Bowl football focus. You do. It's not like the gospel, but they do a lot of research. And how uh, the Saints' offensive line out of 32 teams is ranked like 24, 25? The Titans are dead last. So I think uh, both defensive lines. I was going to get pressure. It's going to have success. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be surprised now to help out uh, Derek Carr. Can we run the ball? You brought up right now. I don't know. Uh, Bob, Mike, it, um,
1: that's not encouraging.
2: This might have been the worst preseason I've seen us to try and uh, run the football no matter who was playing now you know who didn't run the ball well but he only had three carries that was Alvin Kamara where he averaged 4.7 but you look at everything else uh, I mean if you look at it uh, now without the quarterback runs you know because that all does count uh, because you look at Hainer, uh look, look, look at the runs he had he had like two runs um, for 32 yards but if we just looking from a purely running back start for the preseason, we came into the game averaging like 2.9 yards a run. And in this game, we only averaged 3.1. So, Mike, I'm still concerned where we're at as far as pushing people around. Uh, you know, I always said, boy, if it's 31, can you trick? Uh, I mean, can you, like, even though they know you're going to run, you don't have to trick them. Well, right now, uh, if it's third and one, I think we might get stuff. I think we might have to do some misdirection or uh, game no plan the front. scheming. Yeah, no.
1: and it doesn't matter if it's the first team, second team, whatever. You're not, you're not getting well, it. At well,
2: all. well, and, and Mike, as we are getting ready to go to the break, um, okay, we fall because the pass offensive lines. I, I think McCoy's legit, but I still think he has a ways to go to be a Max Unger. Uh, you know what? The NFL teams will want our old line. Okay, look, Ryan Ramchek for sure. I think Cesar Ruiz is trending in the right direction, but on the left side, I, I gotta mean, start her that left goal. No, without a doubt,
1: I gotta start and, him.
2: And, and if you're not even uh, uh, cutting Andrew Speed, Andrew Speed to see his first action, like he didn't play too good. No, he didn't. And, and you know, if they would cut him, they would uh, save. I want to say a million and a half. Uh, I think if, and then kickers with Groupy or Will Lutz. You know, if they cut Will Lutz, they save like a million. Uh, well, like 1.7, so that's over three million there. You know how who you keep? Are they confident in Groupy, e and all that was going to come about uh, with the final cuts? But um, you know, I left tackle, uh, I was surprised. It's be Penn, Trevor, I, I was surprised Penning didn't play. I think he needed more reps. But, I think
1: um, Bob has a little bit of residue of a year ago. He got hurt in that final preseason game.
2: Well, September ten he's going to be right challenged. around
1: the corner. It's going to be real McCoy. Yeah. Uh, type games. We'll be back with more here on the second guest show right after this break here on the Big 870.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy
3: in every journey.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call
3: silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Abear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside, right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Come on by and visit us. We'll be here until eight o'clock tonight. We're gonna to go to our open Heart Jewelers talking text line. We're gonna to go to Longshoreman. Longshoreman, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike.
3: Hot dog, three weeks in a row. Batter up. All right. Boys. That's it, baby. But batter up, you gotta get a, y- 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 you, you gotta, gotta get, get a, a hit. Base, you gotta get a base hit
2: now. Come on, come on, uh, quick, come quick on, longshoreman. Draw, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we gotta get you on yeah. base that lead, that lead runner.
3: I know, I know. I'm gonna have to cut Big Johnson slack and let him beat me next week on the on the oh, at a couple of weeks on the uh, regular season. I'll try to come up. I'll, I'll be on deck. Let him be batter up. Well, well, uh,
2: <laughs> you know what? Longshoreman, not to cut you off, but I guess I am. Uh, but uh, next <laughs> month,
3: next Monday.
2: I mean, are you gonna call in to talk about what the LSU Tigers did on Sunday?
1: If they win, right? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, because I think we're all intrigued. <laughs> we're all intrigued that that's like LSU Florida State game. It's like uh, an NFL game, prime time on ABC. Everybody's been watching that.
1: Yeah. yeah a lot of that NFL that, people going to be on yeah, that, that field, too.
2: Even,
1: that? Though oh, that? Even though I'm ones. an old
3: Mississippi boy, I, 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 I won't mind chiming in on that. Uh, but, no, uh, uh, I always uh, like to hear Big John uh, come up anyway. That helped, like I said last week, it helps to entertain me between Gulfport and Mandeville for my commute home. But Bobby and Mike, i got a confession to make. I didn't get to watch any of that game yesterday. I was in church with my wife and my youngest daughter. Well, you got a good excuse. Uh, That's a good
2: excuse. That's a good excuse. Yeah, that's a good
3: excuse. And uh, so I I did say a few extra prayers and that we'll have a good season and keep everybody healthy. I want to get y'all's takes and grades at this point and uh, going into the regular season. Uh, Mike, uh, who have been beating this drum for a while, I've been concerned about this O-line, and I, as much of the Houdat Nation probably has been noticing, we've had a little drop-off. But, boy, I sure hope somehow they can pull it to, together uh, for the regular season because that's where my number one concern is. You ain't got a good O-line. You're not going to run the ball very well, and that's been showing. Well, uh,
2: I don't know how to even comment on that, uh, Longshoreman, because I think you're dead on. I mean, uh, to me – the What's going to keep us from not winning double digits is we getting our behind kicked in the trenches on the O line, and uh, we minus two instead of like plus two in the game. You know how all of a sudden going into the last game we were plus four, and then you had a couple of picks who were minus two, because that was the difference. If you look at last year, like even I talked about this before the Chargers game, we were minus eleven. And we were 7-10 and ten last year. The Chargers were plus 5. They were 10-7. and seven. I'll tell you, some, as a fan, something as simple as can you protect the football or can you take it away in the parity uh, of the league, I always say that, uh, that makes a difference whether you're going to win or lose. Now, you yeah, throw in my, the, you Bobby, throw in the offensive good. line, and, and, and uh, no, uh, I'm telling you, you, look at those areas because I think we have the right quarterback. We have the right skilled people. I think we have the greatest uh, secondary in Saints history. And one of the best uh, in the NFL, uh, our defensive line, uh, I think they're going to give the Tennessee Titans line the business. And uh, now that's D-line, their D-line versus our O-line and vice versa. So uh, yeah. that, that'll be interesting to see, you know, what O-line it can, can step up. up. Yeah,
3: yeah, what O-line yeah, can neither. step up. Yeah. So neither one. Yeah. Do you look at Do you look at this as uh, we're going to have to have a real kick-ass defense to uh, hopefully give us a few extra possessions, and maybe that'll be the difference. Oh well, uh our, de- our, our defense has help. to
2: build upon what they did last year. We had the number two pass defense in the NFL. Well, that has to continue. The only thing we need to do more, and they said this, we just got to take away the football. Not get a pass well, defended. We got to get an interception. Mike. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the things uh, Longshoreman is. I feel better about the defensive line today than I did before, before training camp. camp. Yeah, without a doubt. Because I didn't know about the interior part. And from what I've seen from Colin Saunders, Nathan Shepard, I think is going to be a real good football player for this team. And the most improved player on defense from a year ago is Malcolm Roach. Malcolm Roach Man, has Malcolm better. can play. Uh, so I feel much better today about that interior unit Malcolm than I did Ro- before training
2: camp. Malcolm Roach has gotten better. Carl Grandison has gotten better. Peyton Turner is going to contribute. So right now, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not even worried about the D-line. I'm more worried about the offensive yes, line. I agree. And I'll say now the D-line, uh, now they better pack a lunch going against Derrick Henry because he's going to be fresh. That big no son doubt. of a gun, he's coming downhill. No and, and, and you Mommy, know, you know why we got to stop <laughs> Derrick Henry? Because if Derrick Henry can run, and the Saints are going to have a plan to stop him, you got to stop him before he gets going. You know what I mean? Not when he gets a full head of steam. you got to almost like when he's getting the handoff and you're getting penetration, tackle fall loss, or maybe uh, make him go in a different direction according to the blocking scheme. Because if he can run, I'll tell you, Ryan Tannehill will have success.
1: Make him run sideways.
2: Now, yeah, if if we stop and and make him one-dimensional – I would like our chances because of our secondary. Uh, you know, uh, Mike, even though they have uh, De' Hopkins uh, n- now, th- that uh, freaking Lattimore can hang with him. I can tell you right now, Marshawn Lattimore can uh, handle uh, the DeAndre Hopkins. I'd be shocked if he does not. I'm, I'm just telling you. He's, uh, Lattimore's the dog. And run support and tackling and all that. So, to me, well, it put you in a bind. it puts put you on your heels. If they can run the ball, then Tannehill can utilize play action. But if we make him just drop back, uh, we're we're, going to stop the Titans. Yeah,
1: I I agree with Bobby now. The Titans' strength on their football team, their defensive line. And you would figure if you're looking at the Saints, the area that you're really concerned about the most is offensive line. So, it'll be a taffy pool there. And I do know one thing. Her uh, man Simmons and Archery, they're going to get after you in the middle. Those two big guys are going to collapse that pocket well, well, real quick. Th- th-
2: now, to me, if I'm the Titans, I would exploit more the left side of the, uh, Saints offensive line. But they might, you know, you got to mix it up. You don't want to be uh, always just one scheme, one dimensional. And uh, we got to see uh, the relationship. And you know what we have to do? And we got to trust them, maybe uh, be more right handed. Uh, be more right handed. We need. Um, Cesar Ruiz, we think he's taking that next step, uh, working alongside McCoy. Then you got Ramchek. We might have to lean on that side, Mike. You know, and then y- 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 y'all got to be able to do your business and, um, you know, help Trevor Pinning now and then, you know, whether it's going to be a-, a chip at a running back or the tight end before the free release and go out on the route. We might but- see
1: Foster Morrow play a lot more than what you might think. Right. Because, because he's the best blocker of the tight ends.
2: Right. And then you, you check down, you release after, and you could be a check down for Derek Carr. And, and you know, they're familiar with one another. But, uh, listen, we're not going to have Alma Kamara, our best running back. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, what, uh, when you look at, uh, has he really, uh, like Miller, okay, uh, from TCU? He looks like a pretty good running back. But you know what? I mean, uh, he's had the great catch against the Chargers. But he ran for 14 yards on eight carries. Uh, Now I know it's just a preseason game, but are are y'all confident in any of our running backs right now? As far as making people miss, then Alvin Kamara, and and ain't nobody like Alvin Kamara. I'm just telling you, he's unique. So, and and then offensive line's not dominating in the trenches. And that's a lot of pressure on Derek Carr, that's all I'm telling you. <laughs> Thanks so much
1: for the call, Longshoreman. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870. Mike to tell you, Bobby A. Bear live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County. Is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Back here on the second guest show, Mike you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J. and I will be on until 8 o'clock tonight. We're going to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Hollywood and Thibodeau. Hollywood in the huddle with Bobby and Mike.
2: Hello, Mike. Hello, Bobby. How y'all doing? All right, Hollywood. Hey, Hollywood. Uh, did you stay up? Uh, Watched the whole game or, or what? I thought you were going to call the point after, but you didn't call. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't want to wake you up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game was so bu- the
3: game was so boring in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I, I went to bed early. I got I you. Sorry about that, fellas. All right. I usually stay up, but I'm getting old like Bobby, and uh, I got to catch a little sleep. You know.
2: <laughs> If well, no, you probably have to go to work Monday morning, so I understand. No, I go to work Wednesday morning. I work in food I work at 7, oh, 7, 7, 7. oh, I got you. I got you.
3: And by the way, I want to ask you a question. Uh, me and my sources in the Thibodeau area, we don't hear nothing about groupie or Lutz. I'm curious if y'all know anything about groupie or Lutz. Do y'all know something?
2: You mean as far as uh, what kicker they're going to keep, like groupie or no. Lutz? Um, the only thing I, that I know, uh, the, the the kicking competition is a lot closer than many people realize. I mean, I think Will Lutz was having a, a tremendous camp. Considering he had the injury, And last year he did not have the success or the accuracy that he wanted. But Blake Groupie put a lot of pressure on him. So I think that's a tough decision. I know they're not playing Blake, paying Blake Groupie anything. If they would, like, uh, cut Will Lutz or trade him or something, I think uh, my understanding, I think they would save, like, $1.7 million under the cap uh, with him. And then, um, you know, then when you look at, uh, like, even Andres Pete, you know, uh, it's going to be a dead cap hit whether he's around or not. I want to say somewhere around $13 million. But if you cut him right now, that, that would be um, – you know, you'd save $1.5 million. But the only problem is Andrews Pete has played a lot of games. He's been able to uh, spot play at tackle now and then. Uh, I-, I can tell you right now whether you like uh, Andrews Pete or not, he is uh, potentially in a real game. He's head and shoulders uh, way above uh, the draft pick. If you look at uh, Nick Sa- uh, Saldaveri, who's the fourth round pick. I can tell you right now, if you got on somebody to play in a game, uh, I would think uh, Andrew Speed over Nick uh, Sal uh, Devere, uh, out of Old Dominion. But uh, the one guy, I I don't know the status of, uh, because he started 20 games like Calvin Throckmorton. I mean, here was a free agent in the COVID uh, draft in that year. So, uh, no, there's still a lot of question marks uh, on the offensive line. Better not lose James Hurst. Yeah, the the, the little James Hurts, That's not a good thing. And then you know who was coming on um, was Landon Young. Then the first practice, I want to say they had in the Superdome. Then Landon Young hurt his knee. So uh, when you look at it, uh, the one guy I could think that uh, th- they brought on board, Mike, and uh, simply because I don't know if they'd want to put Caesar Ruiz. That you know you got to do more than one thing: guard, center, center, guard. I think they want Caesar Reed just to uh, concentrate and be like a dominant right guard. But would be, if something ever happened to McCoy, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Max Garcia, now he's a journeyman type, type thing, but he's played nine years in NFL. That Max Garcia, they, they, I, I, I can see him making the roster because to provide depth there, that they'd rather keep Caesares at at guard if some happens to uh, I, I McCoy agree. and put Garcia in. You yeah, understand what I, I'm saying, Mike? Right?
1: I, I agree with that. Uh, the problems for me would be if something happens to one of your tackles, you've got some major issues. And there's a Mount Everest drop-off, in my opinion, when you look at McCoy and Garcia. Oh, well, no. But yeah, yeah. But I mean, a, that's uh, a big yeah, drop-off. Yeah,
2: yeah, there is a big drop-off, but... But, Mike – But um, you're
1: not – I don't think you're moving Ruiz over the center. No, you, you want to keep
2: that right guard and keep building upon what you're doing and be, and be better. But uh, right now, um, I mean, James Hurst might be your best option as far as experience. Either relo- tackle? Relo- tackle or guard. Tackle our guard. Whether he's create. the left guard or the left tackle. <laughs> I you do you understand what I'm saying? But you can't, can't play both.
1: No, you can't. <laughs> and so, man, that causes some issues. And, again, this isn't just the Saints – Man, I've watched a lot of these preseason games. If one starter goes down somewhere, you talk about a drop-off. Now, there's a couple teams. The Eagles got some depth along their offensive line, but very few teams really do. That is the biggest change I've seen in over 30 years of covering this league. How far the depth drop-off is along an offensive line.
2: Well, uh, as far as the offensive line, as we're getting ready to go to a break like, we always brag about the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles kick-ass offensive line. I think the Browns have their chief how good their offensive line is. Obviously, we know about the Chiefs, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. You know would be a team that you're not familiar with? You've got to give Dan Campbell a lot of credit. The Lions' offensive line is kick-ass. The Detroit Lions watch out for their offensive line. So when you look at that, I never want to give the Cowgirls credit, but i got to give them credit on, on the O-line. Their front uh, five is pretty good. No. You know uh, 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 you know who has the strongest O-line in the NFC South right now? The Falcons. Falcons. The Atlanta yeah. Falcons, if you look where they're
1: at. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We're finishing up here in our number one of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Second guest live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. When we come back, got a lot more NFL talk. Cade Yark, the former LSU kicker, was cut today by the Cleveland Browns. He was a fourth-round pick and cut him loose. And they traded for another former saint, Dustin Hopkins. Dustin was with the L.A. Chargers. We'll have that and a lot more right after this news break here on the Big 870
0: WWL.